and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Adrian McMillan. 25 years ago, Adrian discovered Jack Canfield's success principles. He went on to study the works of all the most notable motivational speakers like Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. He applied what he learned, which allowed him to go from a life of near poverty to owning 10 beautiful homes in prestigious neighborhoods. Adrian went from a part-time minimum wage job with no future to a director position at a major motion picture company in Hollywood. And Adrian transformed himself from a shy introvert to a salsa dancer who performs in front of hundreds of people. However, Adrian's greatest happiness and fulfillment comes from helping others. Adrian researches and applies the most productive processes in goal setting and achieving. And he prides himself on his ability to organize and deliver those processes in a clear efficient and effective manner. Through live workshops and online courses, Adrian helps people, teams, and companies to accomplish more than they ever thought possible. I met Adrian when we worked together at the Train the Trainer program with Jack Canfield a few years ago, and I have seen this work put into action. I'm excited for you to get to know him and hear his story. So let's get into the interview. Welcome, Adrian, to the podcast. Thanks, Denise. I'm so happy to be here. Yay, me too. I met you just a year or two ago at the Train the Trainer program with Jack Canfield. I know that you are a eager follower and learner of him, and you've done a lot in your life. So uh, why don't we get started by telling a bit of your story and who you are? Of course. I would love to share that. I actually grew up in, well, very close to Galveston, Texas. If anybody listening doesn't know where that is, if you look up uh, major hurricanes, you'll see Galveston, Texas, because uh, that was pretty much our excitement was when a hurricane came around. And I, I literally mean that was our excitement because we grew up, I had two brothers, two sisters, uh, my parents, my, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Dad worked, but there wasn't much money, wasn't much of an income. So my mom, bless her heart, she got very creative with ways to entertain us and and ways to, you know, think of fun things for us to do. Like we would go to the town nearby and we would go play in the water fountains, which if, if any of you watching have kids, I would not encourage you to take your kids to the city water fountains. They are not built for kids we did come up like scraped up and <laughs> bruised up because you play in these water fountains and it's just like it's a piece of art and there's sharp edges and but you know my mom that was something that she could afford to <laughs> take us to do if it wasn't that it was getting cardboard and then going to this hill we would slide down the hill and if it wasn't that it was a storm coming in and going outside and checking out how bad the storm was going to be which also would not advise if you are ever told to evacuate, do. <laughs> but that basically was the type of um, household that I grew up in. Not much money, but a lot of love. My mom also, she was very artistic. She had us 
painting and drawing pictures and sculptures. She even created this sculpture of Albert Einstein, uh, a small sculpture of Albert Einstein's. Like it was a, it's what in, in sculpting it's what you call a bust because it's the head and just the shoulders. And I was, I think, like less than a year old. This is what my mother tells me. I grabbed her sculpture that she had just sculpted and just twisted Albert Einstein's head. And uh, it was, the head was now pointing up and to the left. And she at first panicked and then she said, oh my goodness, that's beautiful. And then she had it cast that way. So yes, yeah, so I'm an artist uh, from, from, you know, one years old or even younger than that. Anyway, so we grew up out there in Galveston, Texas, and Galveston is actually also near the NASA Johnson Space Center. So when I just got into college, took a, a couple of college courses, a few college courses, I was able to get a co-op at the Johnson Space Center. And growing up, feeling that you know our resources were very limited, our money was very limited, a lot of times we were living, you know, month to month. Having gotten this job at NASA, I was incredibly excited. And I just, I got there early, I stayed late. I, I, I actually worked in the different, they have different libraries there. They have the Mars Exploration Library. They have the Medical Sciences Library. They have the Technical Information Library. And I worked in these different libraries and I like checked out everything I could check out and we could even check out computers and I didn't have a computer. Nobody in my family had a computer. So I was able to check out computers and learn all kinds of amazing things. And I noticed that astronauts would come into the library and rocket scientists would come into the library and they put themselves on a waiting list. And I was like, what is this? Everybody's coming in and they're asking to be put on this waiting list for the same thing. And so I was like, I don't know what the heck it is. I'm putting myself on that list. So about three months later, it might have been a little longer than that because it was a very long waiting list. I got to check it out. This coveted item, what was it? It was Jack Canfield's self-esteem and peak performance uh, videos. At that time, it was videos. So I was very curious. I went home. I started watching. One of the first things Jack said was, watch this at least six times. I ended up watching that probably 20 times, turned it back in, put myself back on the waiting list. And my life began to transform. I, 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 what I love about Jack Canfield and the way he teaches is these simple concepts, very simple. And he would back them up with a true story and how this, this concept, this, this way of thinking, or this way of doing something, or this way of responding, he would give a clear example of how to use that in, in your life. And so I would try it. And I'd see results right away. And I became obsessed. So that was basically how I got started. That was how I grew up. And, and that was um, the beginning of my self-development obsession. All right. How long ago was that? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have to tell you. <laughs> 30, 
30 years. So it was, yeah, it was when I was uh, just out of high school. Awesome. Well, that's, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to what happened after that, but I can imagine after reading and implementing and seeing your own life transformation to have the opportunity to work with him at train the trainer, like we did together was probably so powerful for you. It was surreal. It was surreal. So see, actually when my life started changing, when I was applying that stuff years ago, my, my mom noticed and you know, my mom, she wanted so badly to give us a better life. And she saw that I was able to actually learn these things and use these things and then get a good job and get and actually become healthy and become very happy. And just my whole outlook on life just transformed. And she noticed this. And she also noticed that I would, I I didn't push my self-development stuff on people. uh, But if anybody asked me like, why are you so happy? Why are things, you know, I see that things are different for you. What's going on? If they asked me, I told them, I shared, you know, this is how I did it. This is what you can do. You can do the same stuff to transform your life. And my mom saw me doing this with people. Like I couldn't hold it in. And so she would encourage me, share this stuff, Adrian. Like, like I see people light up when they talk to you share this stuff. You need to be sharing this. That, that's, that's, I think, why you're here. And my mom said that and said that and said that for years. Well, on March 4th, 2015, the day after my mother's birthday, she left us. And she hung on just long enough to, to have her birthday, have everybody there in the hospital room saying their goodbyes. Excuse me, getting a little emotional. But anyway, after she left, after she passed, it hit me. My mom, as loving as she was, as nurturing as she was, she wasn't telling me all these good things just to make me feel good. She really saw potential in me. She really saw the, that I had the ability to help people. And when I realized that, you know, as part of her legacy, I decided, okay, I'm going to go meet Jack Canfield. I'm, I'm going to go train with him. I'm going to learn to a greater degree everything he has to teach, and I'm going to share it with more people. Awesome. Awesome. So 30 years ago, you start your journey with personal development. You start transforming your life. Tell us a little bit about what career you got into, doors that opened to you. What are some things that you did and how did they, how did your life unfold? So yeah, along that way, along that journey, I, I was interested from a young age, I I was interested in, it's, it's, it's actually so related to the self-development because as a kid, I felt a bit shy and I felt a bit introverted and every social situation I was like, I was just captivated with it, but I was afraid to speak up. I, I was, I was somehow like intrigued by social dynamics, but like, I didn't know, I, I was just felt like I was on the sidelines. But when I started 
studying the self-development stuff, I, I decided I wanted to challenge all that. And I decided that I, you know, what's the biggest way to challenge that? And I thought, okay, um, maybe through singing or dancing or acting. So I actually pursued all of those along the way. And in my interest of acting, I thought I started to think, of course, about, okay, Los Angeles. That's where you go if you want to be an actor. And at the time, I was doing technical work. So I thought, okay, the motion picture companies in Los Angeles, they need technical work, I imagine. So let me reach out. And I actually, what I did is I looked on a map and I, I saw, okay, here's you know, Warner Brothers, here's Paramount, here's DreamWorks, uh, Sony Pictures, what's the closest to the water? <laughs> this is my deciding criteria at that point of like, okay, where do I want? And, I, and through self-development, I was, I was already like, okay, I got to visualize. I have to, to imagine what I want. Okay, Sony Pictures, closest to the ocean. Okay, that's where I want to work. Okay, so I applied to Sony and I applied many other places. Sony did not have a position open at the time. I actually came and did some consulting. I worked at Warner Brothers and DreamWorks through my consulting. I told the consulting company, I'm coming out here to work for the motion picture companies. So, you know, they, because of this consulting company actually made me an offer. And I actually turned it down because I said, you know what? Actually, I, I'm, I'm not being honest to myself. I'm not being true to myself if I take your offer because I really do want to work with the consult the uh, motion picture companies. They called me back the next day and said, we will promise you motion picture company work and we will pay to move you out here. And we will, because also I also said, okay, I'm very close to my family. I, I was, I was pretty, you know, I was using all of Jack's stuff. I was like, ask for what you want. So I said, you know, I'm very close to my family. I want to go back home a lot too. And, and you know, are you going to be able to do that? You're going to be able to work with me? They called back that next day and they said, yeah, we can give you all of that. <laughs> so, so yeah, I came out and I, I worked at the consulting company and I worked through the consulting company. I did projects at Warner Brothers and DreamWorks. And, um, and then they started to run out of, of contracts with the motion picture companies. And so I found out that Sony Pictures, who I originally envisioned myself working with, had a position open. So I applied for that position. I got called through the interview, went in, and we found out that actually the position that they, they were advertising, they didn't advertise quite right. It, it was not actually the right fit for what I do. They actually even told me, well, we feel like you're overqualified for this position. Uh, and so I did not get that position, but they called me back a year later. They called me back and said, Adrian, we have the perfect position for you. <laughs> so I went in and I interviewed and I got that position. So that vision came true. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because truly, number one, you decided what you wanted, which is half the battle. Number two, you asked for it. And that's a success principle. Ask, ask, ask. But Jack also wrote an entire book about this called The Aladdin Factor. And I got it as a present. And then I listened to it through audio. And I remember having so many aha moments listening to that book. Because when you start asking, doors absolutely 
open and it might not be in our time frame, but they do open. So years later, you are living in LA, working at Sony Pictures, by the water, just like you wanted. <laughs> what happens next? So along the way, I did do uh, some singing and I did some acting and I even tried performing as a dancer. Well, that stuck. <laughs> so that was something that I could do in the evenings and on the weekends. So I still do that to, to this day. I do mostly salsa performances, some hustle, bachata, but that is um, a, a real passion of mine. And through exploring like what I really want to do or what is my real mission here in life, you know, I thought, okay, what's the common thread? What's the common element here? And it wasn't exactly dancing. It was inspiring people. Because when I came off of the stage, people would come up to me, oh, that was great. I, I'm so impressed. I've always wanted to do that. I've always, I've always been too scared. That's what I loved. That's what I love is, is being able to inspire people. So and that goes all the way back to when my mom noticed when I was sharing this stuff. That's what really like fueled me and made me so happy is to be able to inspire people. And that's even why when I think about it, even the, the uh, acting and the singing, it was, I just want to inspire people. I just want to get up there and, and to do this. And because I was so incredibly fearful of doing that kind of stuff years ago, it meant a lot to me to be able to do that and to be able to show people that you can take on your fears. And when you do, you actually just feel stronger and braver. It's amazing to think that the Adrian who is on the sidelines, who is a bit shy, intrigued with social situations, but didn't really feel like he fit in is now on stage salsa dancing. And then even with your current um, career with uh, the Sony pictures, but then also you are doing workshops and you're teaching people all of these amazing principles that you've learned and implemented. You are inspiring people left and right in all areas of your life. So tell me a little bit about maybe a, a hurdle that you had as you were growing in your entrepreneurial journey and a growth area, something that you succeeded in. So through visualization, I visualization works. Anybody listening or watching, um, visualization works so incredibly well. All of the answers will come to you. The only, the only caveat, the only side note on that is you can get overwhelmed with all of these answers, all of these ideas because of the visualization. So my hurdle, my challenge along the way was focus, you know, learning to actually focus because the ideas were coming. Like I am so excited to wake up every day and to, to see all the possibilities in front of me and to take advantage of those. As a matter of fact, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night with new ideas and how to make those things happen. So my hurdle along the way has been just getting focus and, and learning how can I, to satisfy my real mission, my real purpose, how can I focus my attention, focus my energy on what is 
really going to help the most people and inspire the most people. Yeah, they say focus in one direction is how you create momentum. And so I can imagine when you are bombarded with ideas that sticking to one and seeing it through is probably more important than bouncing around and trying all these new and great, great things. Like I've heard you say good is the enemy of great. And you can have a lot of good ideas, but sticking through and following through with one will make it great. Uh, one question I have before we move on to your biggest blessing, blessing or growth or, or um, like success is what would you say is your personal mission? Because I've heard you say that several times already. What is it? My personal mission is to use my enthusiasm and creativity to lovingly and joyfully help people to realize their passion, embrace it, and to pursue it. Ooh, That's I it. That I read it every day, so I know I was it. Gonna say, I can tell you worked on it. It's your life mission statement. You wrote it down, and it's like so embedded in who you are. Yeah, and you know, my, I feel like what is a true blessing is that I'm able to figure out ways that that I can share to a greater extent than I ever thought possible. I have an online course that I've created. It's called the Goal Program. And um, I can actually, I'll actually provide a link or we can provide a link in the show notes for the Goal Program or you can go to thegoalprogram.com and get more information on that. But I love that I'm able to actually reach people all around the world and help them. I actually just uh, helped a gentleman. Uh, he contacted me. He lives in Canada. He, he informed me that my podcast, which I, I started not that long ago, have already, they've already transformed his life. They helped him to, to, to recover from losing his job, his girlfriend, tearing his ACL, he had financial difficulties, and the biggest, hardest thing for him was he actually lost his mother just recently. It was just about a week ago. So he contacted me just recently to let me know how immensely my podcast have helped him. As a matter of fact, my second podcast was a tribute to my mother. And to all of the amazing love and, and all the amazing memories that she provided me and my siblings. And in that, I do, I, I, I interview my different siblings and even my dad. And we talk about these different memories. And I also share with people maybe what I've learned and how I dealt with losing my mother and what might be helpful for them. And he found that episode incredibly helpful. As a matter of fact, there's some words in there that I say dedicated to my mother as a tribute to my mother. And he asked if he could use those in his eulogy for his mother. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, technology these days, YouTube, podcasts, audiobooks, Facebook, Instagram, social media, all that stuff just makes it so much easier to spread the message of love, hope, and belief all around the world. And you just never know whose life you are going to touch. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. I, I now, you know, I, I, we all have a different way which we can connect with people. And so one of my ways that I know I can connect with people is through dancing. Uh, it's, it's, 
I used to also teach uh, salsa dancing. And when people would come into class, I could tell if somebody was taking their first dance class, you know, they're usually nervous. And, and I don't know if this person may have just gotten out of a relationship or they, or who knows what happened. Um, but this may be the first time they get out and they try something new in a long time. And I just, I loved that I was able to kind of welcome them into this new community, this new way of thinking. Um, I mean, this new activity where they can meet new friends. And so that I realized is one of the ways I can connect with people. And through connecting with people, I was able also able to share like some, you know, some of my great success principles with them that I learned. So I do believe we all need to pay attention to how we can connect with people. So one of the goals that I actually have that I'm working on right now is called the goal groove. It's actually this energizing, inspirational, dynamic, engaging dance experience that I've actually told Jack Canfield's staff about. So they're very excited to, to actually see what this is uh, because we may even, it may even be used during some of his events. So I would love to update you later on how that goes. I'm, I'm putting that together as we speak. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about your goal program. I know that's something that you've put together with your life experiences, your learnings, and a, a way to offer something tangible for the people that are following you and gaining knowledge from you. What is, what is it about? Exactly. So I love to become more efficient and to learn on how to actually get more done and, um, and I'm always looking for ways to actually kind of just make the process quicker and easier. And then I want to share that with people. So the goal program is this is a great way for me to actually put all of that together, all of the lessons into something that people can watch from anywhere because it's online and, um, and not just learn amazing things, but it's also fun. I have some fun activities in there um, to make it engaging. And like I mentioned earlier, like I was, you know, with visualization, coming up with all these amazing ideas. And I had to think of a way to get focused and to, to, to do that, to actually get something done in, on any one project. And so also like my system and my process on getting that focus and maintaining that focus, I'm also laid that out in my goal program so people can take advantage of that. So yes, it's uh, at thegoalprogram.com. Or if you go to my, my website, you can, I have a link there. Thelifeideserve.com is my company. Awesome. Well, it's true. One of the biggest hurdles I hear from people all of the time is I want this, but I don't have the time. I don't know how to fit it in. Or, you know, there's so many other life things going on that I don't have the mental or emotional ability to focus on this for a long period of time. And it sounds like your program helps them with time management, staying focused and pushing through those life hurdles. Exactly. As a matter of fact, like I mentioned earlier, I want to be able to provide something for anybody who's interested in what I do and what I teach and my processes. I want to be able to provide them with something that can help them. So I've actually prepared something special for your listeners. I have a special gift 
just for your listeners. So if you go to thelifeideserve.com slash dreamcast, again, thelifeideserve.com slash dreamcast, I have there basically the cliff notes, the summary of my program, and I put it together into a beautiful poster-like because it's so artistic, you can actually hang this on your wall in your office or at home, but it's something that I would love for your listeners to take advantage of. Awesome. That's really special. And I know that most people are going to die for this type of information because we all want something, but sometimes we just don't even know how to make it happen or put it into practice and create it in our lives. So thank you so much, Adrian, for creating a one sheet poster that will remind us every single day, just decide what we want, focus on it, and then the skills to make it happen. So before we close today, is there anything else you'd want to add? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very honored to be on your program. Uh, I know before the program, we were kind of talking about different mentors, different people who have influenced us. Uh, so one of the others, uh, of course, is Tony Robbins, who's influenced many. I'm actually going to see him soon to take advantage of one of his programs. Uh, and the late Zig Ziglar. I don't know if, if you're familiar with Zig Ziglar, or listened to him, but I'm from the South. And um, I may not sound very Southern. Zig Ziglar does sound Southern. He reminds me of home, and he's very entertaining, very motivating. Um, if you appreciate Southern, a Southern accent for sure, uh, you will love Zig Ziglar. So I encourage people also, if they just love checking out different motivational material, to check out Zig Ziglar because he, I've learned a lot from his teachings along the way as well. Awesome. Well, one last question, and that is, what do you do every single day that you couldn't live without? The one thing that I have to do is I, I have to connect with people because I, I feel like otherwise, if I'm not connecting with people, what what is my real reason? What is my real purpose? I mean, you know, as we talked before about my mission, it is to help people. So I want and need every day to connect with someone. And it may be something as little as just beaming this smile and this positive energy and this love to someone that I pass by, a complete stranger. And now most people, when they try to be friendly and they don't receive that smile back or that hello back or how are you doing back, they stop giving out that great positive energy. I think, I know that those people who don't return that, they're the ones who need it the most. So I challenge any of you, anybody listening, to go through life, to, to, to think about that. How can I connect? How can I offer, even if it's something as small as a smile? And don't even worry. Don't even be concerned if you don't receive it back. Because all we knew, need to feel loved is to generate that ourselves, okay? So just in generating that love, generating that positive feeling, generating that enthusiasm for life and, and for all the possibilities in life, just in doing that, you feel it. And by expressing it and trying to give it, you're doing that person a little bit of good, whether you know it or not. Maybe later, maybe later that night, maybe next week, maybe next month, 
they think about that person they passed that just beamed that positive energy into them. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, if you want more from Adrian, you can go to the lifeideserve.com, Life I Deserve Facebook fan page, our business page, and then the goal program. It sounds like you've got a lot of resources there for people. And then if you could describe the link where they could get that free download, that would be awesome. One more time. Thelifeideserve.com slash dreamcast. All right. Thelifeideserve.com slash dreamcast for all the listeners. Check that out. Thank you so much, Adrian, for providing that for us. And uh, I can affirm that you are a breath of love and energy, not just today, but in the past, whenever I've known you, you're the kind of guy who walks into a room and lights it up with your smile, with your excitement. Your eyes are always up and open, looking to connect. And so you are living your life purpose. And with that, I want to congratulate you. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And to our listeners, remember to dream big. Dream big.